This is Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. It's Thursday, June 9th. I'm Claudia Sarek. It's been another hectic day at the restaurant. Wondering if other chefs and restaurant owners are having the same challenges as you? They must be. But what are they doing to fix problems like making sure their staff is happy, figuring out their POS system, and keeping up on what's going to be the next hottest trend in the industry? Tune in to the So You Want to Run a Restaurant podcast to hear firsthand from some of the best in the industry commiserate in their trials, and celebrate their triumphs. Tune in to So You Want to Run a Restaurant wherever you listen to your podcasts. This week, we're taking a look at some of the recent economic indicators that restaurants should be watching closely, again with Tyler Booth, Director of Investments at RelishWorks. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me back, Claudia. Yeah. So last time, we talked back in March inflation numbers that had hit a record high. Has the outlook changed any since you were last on the show and we last spoke? Well, from a high level, inflation numbers uh, came in at 8.3% year over year for all items versus 8.5% back in March. And that's a year over year figure as well. Um, I would say that that would equate to a deceleration rather than mm-hmm. a decline in inflation numbers. Um, for all intents and purposes, inflation is still extremely high, um, remaining near a 40-year high. And that was the headline back in March. That headline still rings true in April, even though we saw a minor you know, 0.2% dip in inflation. Really, it's, it's, it's more of a deceleration than a decline, it's still an extremely high number. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the two categories that we're watching really closely, you know, food and energy prices, the story goes, you know, food prices still are extremely high. Um, and we may be even seeing some acceleration in inflation in the food away from home category, which is restaurants, you know, and, and things of that nature. Um, energy prices tick down slightly but they still remain above that critical $4 per gallon of gasoline level that we talked about last time I was on the pod. Yeah. You know, the, the entire country has an average price of $4.67 per gallon right now or something like that. And that's really causing uh, some consumers to, to reshift their budgeting, um, you know, because we're going to get into the summer travel season and things like that. It's it's really weighing heavily on consumers' minds, I believe. Mm-hmm. I remember on the show earlier last week, we talked about inflation or no gas prices have now reached higher than minimum wage in California, which I found to be I, I'm still trying to get my head around that. It's astounding. It's 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 really interesting what is happening. And, you know, I think a lot of people who have listened to this podcast have heard, you know, from, you know, our leadership, our political leaders and, you know, you know, economic experts, you know, there's really no reprieve in sight, Um, you know, and we're predicting that there's no reprieve in sight, you know, prices in these two categories will continue to be high. um, And there really isn't much of an antidote out there. Yeah, there's no silver bullet to fix this issue. Um, You know, you have, the war in Ukraine that's, you know, causing, you know, some, some supply shock and some increased prices on the gasoline side, you know, there's not really much 
someone can do. You know, Biden is going to, you know, Saudi Arabia to kind of talk to, you know, the leaders of OPEC, which is a, a huge gas um, supplier to the world economy to see if they can increase production, you know, to to cut prices down a little bit. But there's really not much any of our political leaders can do. There isn't much that anyone can do to really um, make these prices go down because of, uh, you know, of other events around the world. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the sense that I get. I mean, I saw him in a newscast just yesterday or a few days ago, I believe, where he talked about there wasn't there's no silver bullet here and there's not much. They're doing what they can within limitations. So I guess um, I mean, there. So is there a sense that this prolonged high inflation is starting to catch up with us economically speaking? Well, I think it's a great question, Claudia. And I, I think the short answer is yes. I mean, Americans are saving at the lowest rate since August 2009, when we started to come out of the last financial recession. Um, you know, and, and one may think that a lower, a lower savings rate means that Americans are spending more money, which helps grow the economy. Um, but this is exactly why inflation, keeping inflation down is so important. If Americans are spending more in terms of dollars to buy less in terms of quantities of goods, mm -hmm. that could spell real trouble for the economy and lead to a slowing growth rate. And that's the definition behind an economic recession is a slowing of economic growth. Um, and so that's why everyone is talking about inflation, not because people are, it's hurting people's wallets, but it, it will cause people to buy less things. And that will put the economy into a recession. And once that happens, um, you know, it's very difficult to, to, to jolt us out of that, of that type of situation. So I've seen a lot more recession predictions uh, circulating in the news recently. So I know Jamie Dimon, for example, of JP Morgan has gotten a lot of attention this past week saying that we're headed for an economic, quote, hurricane, end quote. What's your read of that situation? Yeah, I was listening to those comments from Jamie Dimon um, this past week. And, you know, he didn't hold back too much with his comments. Um, no, <laughs> he started, he started saying, you know, a few weeks back that there were storm clouds on the horizon. Uh, and then last week he sort of shifted course and, and really painted a more bleak picture saying that there is an economic hurricane on the horizon. Um, you know, here, here's the thing. No one really knows what will happen, but one thing is for sure. You have economists and CEOs getting quite nervous about what's on the horizon because the Federal Reserve doesn't have their typical tools in their toolbox to steer the U.S. economy out of a recession. Um, you know, this is because inflation numbers are so high. You know, the way that the Federal Reserve, the most, you know, easiest way to explain how the Federal Reserve kind of quells inflation is that they raise interest rates. Yeah. If you raise interest rates, then inflation numbers will come down. They have to do that because inflation is so high. But when you raise interest rates, you cause typically a decrease in consumer spending. It typically leads to a decrease in consumer mm -hmm. spending. So, you know, we'll hear 
things from Jerome Powell, who's the head of the Fed, and um, you know Janet Yellen, who's the Secretary of Treasury, um, talking about engineering this soft landing where they can get to a situation where they've quelled inflation and decreased inflation, but they have not raised interest rates enough to damage consumer spending. It is extremely difficult to do. Um, the Fed has done it in the past, but it is very difficult. Um, and so I think Jamie Dimon really is saying, you know, JP Morgan is preparing for the worst, um, or at least preparing for this recession. And um, yeah, it's not a bad thing for CEOs to do. And, and really CEOs are best at, you know, shielding their organizations from, you know, a recession or economic downturn. Um, but it really has painted a bleak picture on what's on the horizon. And you've had folks even as early as today on Thursday, you know, June 9th, you know, Elon Musk has talked about uh, some, he sees some trouble ahead for the economy. So, uh, you know, we will probably see more and more of that in the coming weeks and months. Yeah. Although Elon Musk says a lot of things. So... <laughs> But in this sense, we might this time we might actually agree with him. So, I mean, okay. So moving it over though to restaurants. So obviously, a recession is never going to be a really good thing for restaurants. But it would seem like with so many restaurants still recovering from the pandemic, a downturn right now could be especially harmful. Is that fair to say right now? I would say, Claudia, you're right. I would say typically yes. Um, recessions are bad for restaurants. Um, but as we talked about last time I was on the podcast, this recession could be very different for restaurants because of two reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, food at home prices, so these are grocery retail prices and things like that, are extremely high and have increased faster than food away from home prices. That is a phenomenon that is, is quite rare than earlier historic periods um, and, and could lead to an interesting dynamic when it comes to Everyone needs to eat. Their their bodies require them to eat. Where are they going to go to get that food? If prices are increasing in terms of inflation faster in grocery stores than at restaurants, will people, you know, go out to restaurants more than they would cook at home? And that leads us into the second point, right. um, you know, that we talked about earlier is people have spent, you know, two and a half years in their homes relatively due to the pandemic and they're craving that social interaction. So are they going to, is that craving of social interaction going to cause them to make a decision to spend more money at restaurants so they can socialize with their friends and they can, they can get out of their house, they can enjoy the nice weather that we have coming up here in the summer? Um, we see that happening, we see that happen all the time in, you know, whether it be clothing or whatnot, you know, people spend more money for what they value and if, if they're placing a premium on social interaction and getting out of the house because of this pandemic. And as you know, that creates that pent up demand effect that we talk about that people will pay a premium to go out because, you know, they value what that brings them, you know, it, you know, social interaction. Yeah. Exactly. It supersedes you know, uh, getting out of the house. Those are very important for our mental health and for, you know, for who we are as people. So, um, 
that leads us into our prediction is that we predict the summer will be very strong in terms of demand for restaurants. Um, but yeah, I will say, you know, watch out for the fall or winter. Um, that could be a, a very brutal time for restaurants, especially independents. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, but the summer should be very strong for restaurants. Yeah. Uh, I mean, based on what I'm seeing around Chicago already, every restaurant is overflowing and you can't even get a reservation. Um, certainly not even sometimes even a week or two out. So which is great to see. Um, but taking that into consideration, the fall and the winter being particularly challenging, is there anything that you would recommend that restaurants be thinking about right now in order to help protect themselves for what could be some tough economic times ahead? You know, I would say, Claudia, you know, restaurant operators, you know, are going to see, as you mentioned, you know, really full patios, people coming into the restaurant this summer. I would recommend operators yeah. not to fall prey to a small sample bias or a short-term recency bias. And, you know, the patios will be full this summer. You know, restaurants will be busier than ever. Yeah. Tables will be full of people. Um, I think the issue is assuming all that demand will translate and continue into a strong fall or winter, I think could be, you know, potentially a mistake. Um, and I really, mm -hmm. really hope I'm wrong because I really hope that demand stays true and continues into the fall or winter. But as we saw in, in 2021, people were overflowing patios in the 21, 2021 summer season and the fall and the winter got very difficult. Yes, it was because of the rise of the mm -hmm. Omicron variant um, and whatnot, but, but what this pandemic is teaching us is that seasonality within the restaurant sector is very strong um, and getting even stronger where you're having high points of demand um, in the summer months but then you're having lower than expected demand in the fall or winter. Um, you know, yeah. as a restaurant owner, I would think about getting as much cash in the cash register as possible and try to increase your business savings for the fall or winter. Um, I think there's going to be some difficult times ahead. Um, you know, making sure you have the right technology in place to get the most out of your operation um, this summer is going to be extremely important. And then having that technology translate and hopefully be in place to ride the momentum into the fall or winter winter will be key um, because you know i think restaurants are going to need you know an extra you know boost when it comes to the fall or winter to to reach out to consumers uh, to get them in their restaurant they're gonna have to be a little creative like they were last year um, that's going to be no different this year well, we'll certainly hope for the best and hopefully folks will start preparing for the worst. So I think that's right, Claudia. I think, you know, again, I hope that I really, really hope that I'm wrong. Um, and, you know, the consumer, the average U.S. consumer has been very, very resilient. Um, and so we hope that will translate into them continuing to support restaurants. Um, but I would say prepare for from for some tough times in the fall or winter. Ahead. Thanks for joining us, Tyler. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Claudia. That's all for this week, folks. Take care.